What about him? He was a heartbreak kid, I think. That's what his nickname was. HBK. WWE. HBK? Heartbreak kid? Yeah. What do you guys know about Heartbreak Kid? Dude, Sweet Chain Music. <laughs> you didn't watch wrestling? Yeah. And why did you like? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't. Movie. You didn't like the guys in tights and like. It's maybe a little too much. Kid? That's why. The no, dude. Kid dude, I, I I used to go to uh, Staples Center when it was WWF back in the day. Oh, that's old. I never got to go. It was fun. It was loud. Yeah, I, I I wanted it. We were gonna go to WrestleMania once in Staples Center, and they sold out like super quick. Yep, they sure did. Wait, we started? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yo, that's crazy. And we are back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You're over here talking about the heartbreak kid. Always, <laughs> always. Oh Welcome back. God. I hope you all had a, an amazing Fourth of July. Cause we did. Uh, yeah, away from you guys and recording because we hate we responsibility. Take va- we take vacations. Paid vacations. Self care. That's what we call it. Self care. Are we getting paid for this podcast already? Right we don't talk about our endorsements, <laughs> but we've lost more than we've actually gained. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> God, dude. We got played by the system. The man. Stupid man. Stupid man. But welcome back. We're here dying in this damn sauna because it's hot. It's the middle of July. Um, we're back with part two of our emotions episode. Um, what do you guys think? I thought it was a really good series. I mean, episode. My bad. Not series. <laughs> God, <laughs> what part of the series are we on already? Dude, we've been gone way too part long. Part two. Dude. <laughs> His emotions are complicated. That's why. So it feels like a long thing to talk about. Feels like you've been talking about it all your life, right? Emotions. Not really, man. No. <laughs> Remember, he's emotionally unavailable. Dude. <laughs> so that's what you struggle with. Huh? I just started getting out of my shell like last week. Oh, from this episode. God, no, I believe it. No, it. Honestly, I thought it was a really good episode. Like listening to it and then hearing all the feedback from people. You know that a lot of people are like, "Oh, you guys definitely need to do an episode two or continue right. the yeah. the series." Mm-hmm. Whatever. Series. Why do I keep saying series? What series is this, dude? I don't know. Epi- uh, the emotions. Emotions. emotions series. You see, I haven't watched. I haven't not watched any of the Disney Plus shows. I'm gonna tell Jordan. I mean, aka Billy. <sighs> tell Billy. AKA. That's what Pass I. Pass the ox cord. <laughs> yeah, for real. Who is that? Anyway. anyway. You know, I saw that post. The hater. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, it's a good, it's a good podcast, man. Hey, I, I really, I really. There's no such thing as bad PR. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they post us, we post them, and we, hey, we're helping each other out. <laughs> you know, hey, but honestly, though, my love to them. Honestly, they, their podcast, you guys should definitely check them out. Uh, it's past the Ox Court uh, podcast. Uh, they tend to focus more on. Uh, pop culture, music, what's in now, everything. It's really, really dope and really funny. Um, we tended to do our podcast a bit more just unedited as possible, just raw. They edit so well, and that all these effects are pretty freaking hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. Hey man, knock it off, dude. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. Try yeah, to sponsor dude. it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but you, you were able to hang out with them for a while. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I, I actually partook in one of their podcasts. Um, it was a it was a good podcast. I think I think I realized and said yes to this podcast and like the idea of it because when we recorded their episode was um, talking about burnout. Ah. Um, and it was funny because it was perfect. I think when that episode came, I was going through my burnout season. I was just kind of ending my burnout season. And for those people that don't know what burnout is, it's pretty self-explanatory but just burn out in anything at work life emotionally physically anything just that burnout feeling of just life in general um i think you could go a little bit more you think so yeah like i think burnout for me is like an exhaustion of just anything you're doing at the current moment right so like you could have burnout at your job right what does that look like you don't want to deal with anyone you don't even want to wake up in the morning to go to work you you feel like you're just exhausted and like you're drained right you see yourself as usually a morning bird, and then all of a sudden you you catch yourself waking up nine, ten o'clock sometimes in the morning when you're just like, dude, I used to wake up at six. Right. So, I definitely have had burnout, but I I, I honestly feel like burnout comes in seasons. Oh, definitely. So like I could 
I could sometimes have maybe like one day or two days of burnout and then I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let me, let me, let me do something for myself to, to be able to kind of like uh, practice my self care routines and then, you know, come back to my normal self. Mm-hmm. So Oscar, have you ever had burnout? Um, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about it like that, I would say, yeah, I've felt burnout before not wanting and having no motivation to do something that maybe you're supposed to do. But I have a question towards that. What about if what why we experience burnout would be because we're not doing what we love to do? Yeah, I think that plays a big part of it. Uh, What I got into the podcast or what I spoke about burnout in their podcast was um, technically, I think in my aspect, because I experienced burnout for a whole year and it was everything. It was just life, serving at church work, etc. I was serving at church, I think, for a year without with a burnout. I was frustrated. I was upset. Anything ticked me off. I was just, honestly, no one could stand me. And I, rem- I, I remember that, Kevin. It was bad. It was very bad. <laughs> very, very bad. Um, for those who've been there, sorry. I still love you. Uh, thanks for forgiving me. <laughs> um, but burnout, a lot of it tends. I'm not actually, I can't say that. For me, it, tend, it had to go back to forgetting the why I did what I did. Okay. What was the reason why I served? Where was it coming from? Mm-hmm. Was I serving out of gratitude? And in this case, I was serving due to the overcompensating mm-hmm. for all my mistakes. Mm-hmm. It, I was lying to myself that I was serving and getting involved everywhere and everything. I did everything. I was in every ministry, honestly. And it was not until later when I actually left for two months and took a break. It was actually longer than that, where I realized that it's not that I'm burnt out. Yes, I'm exhausted physically because, yes, I'm spreading myself thin into many ministries and events and activities. That's the physical aspect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mental aspect was the lack of sleep. But spiritual aspect was the fact that my why was to overcompensate and to make up for all the mistakes I did the last five years, I was gone from church. Okay. You know, and that was very rough. So and you're one, trying to redeem yourself? Right. It was the sub, sub, the subconscious of me redeeming, trying to earn, I guess, forgiveness and earn, earn the love back when we all know that's given free. Mm, I think for me, the way that I experienced burnout, um, I... I Semi agree with Kev- with with what Kevin was saying, but I feel like you could truly love something and it could still burn you out. Oh, for sure. Cause especially when we love something so much, we want to overdo it. We tend to like, oh yeah, like like for instance, in my job, I could be seeing maybe six clients in a day, but I really love doing therapy. So after doing those six clients, I'm gonna go do group therapy, and then after doing group therapy. Uh, I'm going to do something else regarding my job. And I forget to take care of myself. I forget about the relationships around me. I, it's as easy as even forgetting to eat your lunch mm-hmm. or eating your dinner or taking those mental breaks or even drinking water. Right. That kind of snowballs into, this thing has me like tired. And th- which that leads to not loving your job anymore or not loving what you do because it seems like it just kind of overstepped all the boundaries in your life where right. all you think about is your job or even like Kevin said, serving, hobbies. Um, any little thing could burn you out. But the reason why we kind of tend to go towards the burnout is because we don't take care of ourselves. Yep. We forget to do our workouts. We forget to do, you know, our meditation. Even as simple as listening to the music that we like to listen to, yeah. or the podcasts that we like to listen to. Complex minds. Stopping those things that bring generally life and peace at mind. I, I it's it kind of goes to the saying of like, too much good stuff is bad stuff too. Everything in life has to be balanced, whether it's good or bad. Um, you, even like, I think Pastor said it many times like. You need to learn how to let go of good stuff sometimes because you want to bring peace at mind. And, you know, a lot of it, too, can be also mental, a mental burnout. You know, I think for me, mine was a lot of mental because I had a tendency of 
putting unnecessary pressure to keep doing and performing and performing and going and going because I felt like I had to when in reality, no one put that pressure on me. It was just me against me the whole time. Yeah. And that, that's, that's where it kind of comes down to, like, again, like you said, the pressure that we put on ourselves to kind of be able to, uh, it's the word that you said, just said right now, um, perform. perform. It, like, that, that's exhausting, dude. Because if you're just performing against yourself, sounds wrong. But <laughs> if you're performing... Yo. <laughs> And like, and like, you know, yeah, like, you know, I have that hustle mentality. I really do where it, for a very long time, that's all I thought about where I was like, I'm a, I'm a do me. I'm gonna get what I need to get. Right. If I need to work two jobs, I'm gonna work two jobs. I'm gonna go to school. And like, you know, if I need to stay up late, I'm gonna do it. But then it gets to the point where you just get exhausted. Right. And it's funny because for bringing up the hustle thing, we kind of have to break that mentality. Yeah. The hustle mentality, I think is good. When it's seasons, you know, like, like, I, I mean, you guys know we come from a church background, but, you know, the Bible talks about seasons. There's a time for everything. There's a time for rest. There's a time mm-hmm. to cry. There's a time to work. We need to be very wise and mindful of what season we're in. Mm-hmm. Because the season where we need rest, we tend to overwork. And the season where we need to work, we tend to rest. And then we end up being stuck in the same place, whether that be physically, mentally, spiritually. And... um Oh, I was going to say something else and I lost my train of thought. Um, so maybe we need to check ourselves before we do anything. Check who we are before we actually perform or do something or become active. Yeah. Pursue our passions. Yeah, I think be mindful all the time. Be mindful every day. Uh, Am I going out of my way for somebody too much? Am I spending way too much outside? Am I spending too much money-wise? Am I not resting enough? That, you know, It's like a give and take. It's like, okay, I slept four hours, but I want to be committed to the gym. What's wise? Go to the gym on a four-hour sleep or rest and go pick up at the gym later. Yeah. You know, it's like... Be like that, that kind of mentality. Why isn't everything, you know? And I think it becomes, a, it becomes like a habit once it's practiced, right? Yeah. You know, it's not something like, oh, my God, I need to check. No, it's just like, yo, be mindful. Like, are you tired and rest? Yeah, yeah. it's being honest with yourself. Like, right. look, I'm, for instance, the gym, since you guys mentioned it, or since Kevin mentioned the gym, I know for a fact I have really bad knees. So I'm not going to go... And do a ninety pound squat, right? I, I yeah. need to be. I need to be honest right. with myself. Yeah. I need to be honest with myself. I I can only do two, two uh, uh one forty five and one forty five on each side, because if not, I'm gonna mess up my knees. And that's like, yeah, you see all the stuff that's going around. Again, still talking about the gym. You see all the like yoked out people hitting deadlifts or like squats. And then, like, you're over here with, like, a 25 on each side. And you're just like, well, yeah, do that. Because if you feel like if you if you go out of your zone, you're going to injure yourself. Mm-hmm. Kind of going back towards us taking care of ourselves and knowing and understanding who we are. If we bite too much out of the pie, is that is that how you say it? I think so. I don't know. Fuck that phrase. But if, <laughs> if, you, if you try to do too much without truly understanding what are your limits... You're just yeah. gonna drown yourself. So maybe there is a way to avoid burnout. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. it's kind of it's the simplest way is saying learn how to say yes and no to mm-hmm. the right things. Like, um, I think this perfectly ties into emotions. I had taken a mental note the last episode, and I think this is something that I did. And it was not until last episode where I realized that I did this, mm-hmm. and it was using community as an excuse to not deal with my emotions. It's learning how to say no to community Mm -hmm. in order for you to spend time to unplug and plug in with yourself Mm -hmm. and process your day, process your emotions. And I realized I did that when I would, and this is, again, this is not all so black and white. I feel like there's times that you're down. You need that uplifting. Let me hang out with community. Let, I need people to build me up, but not using as an excuse. No, community, 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 or like hang out with friends and go out and always going out. But you're not because you're running from facing yeah. your own internal issues. Then yeah. that's a big no. That's oh, another one. I think one. I said that right. 
Did I say that? Last I don't know. I don't I, remember. I'm gonna <laughs> take. I'm gonna take. Nah, I'll give, no, no, give you it's, credit. I'll give you credit. It's. I said I'll give you credit. Take it. No, hold on. <laughs> Fucking shit. Hold on. <laughs> it's true. It's true though, because like if you think about it, sometimes we say we're feeling a certain way, and instead of trying to process the emotion, instead of trying to just deal with what's going on, we push it to the side and try to like fill that void with something else. Right which is hanging out with friends or just not being alone because we're scared of those thoughts that are going to come into our head and we're scared of how we're going to feel, right? Mm -hmm. Which leads into my question, right? Since you mentioned, you know, hanging out with friends or community, like we like to say. Right. Have y'all ever found yourself having difficulty being vulnerable or even transparent regarding your emotions with the people around you? 100%. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'd 100%. Say yeah. I'd say yes because um, I think I said this last time. Do you really want to express all these emotions that you're, you have in your heart towards somebody? You're kind of afraid what their reaction will be. You know, you run the risk of maybe uh, the person feeling overwhelmed by you sharing it. You run the risk of them even... You may be expecting the person to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, are they going to understand? Yeah. And I think that's why we run away in fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, it's scary because you want, you want your friendships to last. You know, you want your friendships to be meaningful. You, I think that, that's how I see friendships. Mm-hmm. I want my, my circle of people around me to be people of long term. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why am I going to waste my time in, you know, in friendships that are just for fun. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, like, every time, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do life with you. I kind of, I was like, oh, shoot. No. That's crazy. Like, I, and then I started picturing me being old and, like, seeing, like, maybe your grandkids or your grandkids. And he's like, what the hell? That's crazy. That's a crazy thought. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, that's just where my, my, my head kind of goes no, to. And I agree. I think my thought goes that way. But for me, it's a double-edged double sword. Oh, okay. I think that long. But then doubt comes in. And I'm like, are you though? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Me too. You know, too. that's me for too. me. You know, yeah. like it's just like for me. And I think this is where I deal with issues in that emotions. Where I sometimes, when people tell me stuff like that, that they're gonna be there, they want to be there long term. Mm-hmm. I kind of sub- subconsciously create an expectation, mm. which is so not fair. Right. Uh, expectation for you or for them? For them, okay. which is completely unfair. Yeah. And so when they don't meet it, now I'm left with the burden and the frustration. I'm like, what the hell? You know, and that's super, super. Um... You were the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> and again. Anyways. Um, and so it's kind of learning how to like get out of that toxic behavior of like, not even, yeah, I guess you can say toxic behavior of being honest, like, yo, like, don't expect them to meet your expectations. Once one, you didn't communicate them, right? Two, it's like, are they realistic? Mm-hmm. You know. And for me, it's like when people tell me these things that you know, like especially like I love you, and you mm-hmm. know, you're my brother. You know, you're there. Mm-hmm. I take that to heart. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a little more than I should, and um, I run with it. I run with it, but then. Again, it's like my own behavior of like, okay, what does that really look like? Yeah. You know, what does doing life with you really mean? You know, and I start questioning these things, you know, and then sometimes I feel like sometimes people just say it to say it. That, that's why you know? I, so I don't, I don't want to forget what Oscar said, but kind of going with what you're saying right now. Like for me, it's super hard to say I love you because right. not only is it awkward, but it means a lot. It, it holds a lot of truth to it. Right. So I can't tell you I love you, A, because it's awkward, and then B, because I need to make sure I mean it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just say it just to say it because I don't want to make someone else uncomfortable. Right. Right? And that, I don't know if it's happened to you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw No, it, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, I feel like there's times when people tell me I love you, and there's times when you don't feel. Like, saying it back, but you just say it because I you, can't. You know? And for me, I do. Yeah. I feel like at times where I don't feel that love at times. Mm-hmm. But because I also, this gets so hard because it gets complicated because, oh, dude. Complex. Whoa. 
Dude, really? What? No, because it's complex. No, no, no. no, no, no. That's Screw what I was you. thinking. That's what I was thinking, too. No, you weren't. You freaking were. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Disgusting. It's a clean... Disgusting. This is a clear mind. This is a clean podcast. Go ahead. It really isn't. Um, it don't really you dare isn't. forget what you're saying. Don't you dare, dude. You! Wash your uh, mind. Wash God. your mind with soap. So it was hard to kind of like... <laughs> Say or hear. Um, it. Jesus Christ, do you made me forget? It's uh, Jesus. I didn't forget. I Jesus. Really forgot, bro. Um, where did Jesus get into this conversation? It's always been here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, He's so the maybe, fourth okay, member. What was I saying? Repeat. What was I saying? So you're you're saying we're, we're talking about how like you know it's difficult. oh emotions right right uh-huh. sorry thank you. We I sometimes say I love you because of the foundation. And. What? What do you mean? Well, what do you mean by foundation? Because I can't make a, I can't say a statement or, or make a decision based on, based on circumstantial emotions at the time. Got gotcha. Because I'm mad at my girlfriend doesn't mean I love her. You know, like let's say if I'm mad at my girlfriend, it does not mean I don't love her. Oh, uh, okay, okay. You get me? So let's say we're arguing, we're getting into it. I don't say I love you that night. It doesn't mean I don't. You know, mm-hmm. I cannot forget that even though me and you are not on the same page right now, we're heated as hell. Mm-hmm. Doesn't change the fact that I love you. So I can't say I don't love you based on a circumstantial mo- emotion. The same way we can make decisions based on circumstantial emotions. Okay. You know, and for those, just to make it easier, temporary emotions. Yeah. You know, yeah, avoiding yeah, yeah. that at all costs. So that's where it gets complicated. That's where I come in where I'm like, let's say I'm not feeling love from you. Mm-hmm. I will still tell you I love you because even though I don't feel it right now, I know deep down when I said I love you the first time, it's because I genuinely meant I love you. Mm-hmm. And it's there. Yeah, you know, I, that's I think, for me. I think for like with, with both of you guys, because I know you guys like definitely said the L word before I did to both of you. Bitch. <laughs> like, I think when when you guys said it, I felt the emotion. I definitely felt that towards both of you. It was just, oh, this is awkward telling another guy kind of thing or telling okay. someone else, hey, I love you. Not that I didn't feel it, but it was just like, oh, and I can't. I was like, oh, same, bro. Same. Same emotion, right? Um, but kind of going back to what Oscar was saying too, you know, the whole you're 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 mentioning how um, fucking shit. What were you saying? Um, how being able to tell someone, right? And I feel like that's where I kind of lack that being vulnerable with someone else because I'm like, oh shit, what if this guy? Like a thousand a thousand thoughts come into my head. Of course. About a, do they feel this way? B, do they even want to have a, a friendship with me? And then all these things start coming in, start coming in, and then I start feeling certain emotions, right? Again, when we tell someone that we love them, that's an emotion right there, right? Love is an emotion. So it's very difficult to kind of be transparent, especially with the love. I feel like I express my love through action. Okay. So I, I do things for people, and that's how I kind of like hey, this, this is me showing you that I love you. Yeah. I don't have to tell you, but I'm doing it for you. Yeah. And I feel like, again, that comes from how I grew up, right? Like the, the, the way that we saw, well, the way that I kind of signaled love was my parents doing things for us. Like my dad working two jobs. He loved us so much that he was willing to give up his uh, other part of the day so that we could have things in our home, right? My mom, again, the job that she took on, she did it because she loved us and she knew it was going to be draining. She knew it was going to take time away from her family, but at the end of the day, she was doing it for her family. But did you feel that love? No, I didn't. I had to, I, I, I had to recognize it way after where after I was like, that's, learned, that's what it was. When you learned what their expression of love was. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like thinking of what's your love language, right? Yeah. So... Your love language isn't just with your partner. It's with all the relationships you have. That's how I see it. Maybe yeah. other people will say, no, love language is only with your partner. I don't care. Fuck you. Right? No, I think it is. It's, a, it's in every relationship. Exactly. So, like, the way that I kind of, like, uh, express my emotion and my love towards you is probably going to be different than how I do it with Kevin. Yeah. Right? The same way that I do it with my dad is going to be different than how I do it with my mom. Yeah. It's just different. And I feel like that's where we need to be mindful of ourselves 
and really look in and check in. Again, it, it kind of goes back to who are you and what are your limits. You could, and then um, you could find you, you know, you could find out who you are through you know self exploration. But sometimes we're too scared to do that. I would agree. We do get scared in those moments, but I think when it comes to as we wait for this jumbo jet to fly over us. Um, I think when it comes to love, man, it and expressing, I know a lot of people say, well, I don't want to hear you say I love you. I want you to, you know, show me that you love me. I, I feel it's through my own experience, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up without my dad expressing I love you. So for me, it's big when I say I love you, you mm. know, it's, it carries weight, you know, and there is power when you speak something and s- express something to someone, especially words like I love you, you know, yeah. obviously be- through our experiences, right? Let's say you told somebody you love them or somebody told you they loved you and they didn't meet the expectation, your expectation of love. Mm-hmm. So you hold that sense of, oh, well, now because of what that person did or didn't do, oh, now it's like, oh, if someone tells me I, I love you, I kind of don't believe them. I kind of hesitate, mm-hmm. you know, and then that it kind of like we lower the standard of love every single time. Right. Bec- uh, through our experiences. Yeah. But you see right there is like. Because of the mistrust of a relationship I had with someone else, yeah. this person's going to have to deal exactly. with it. Exactly. And that's toxic as hell. It is. Because you're carrying the baggage from one relationship to the other exactly. to the other. Um, you know, and it's it's hard, though. It's like you could say, oh, that's toxic. I don't want to do it. But we, we do it. It's it's human nature. Like, you swear you're going to be the healthiest person. You We thrive to be the healthiest people. But, dude, like... We could be traumatized. We could be learn certain toxic toxic habits, pick up toxic habits, and it's gonna move on from relationship to relationship. Obviously, there if we are being intentional with trying to like reduce them, great. They're gonna come out sometime though. They're gonna come out yeah. one way or the other, right? Again, I feel like my toxic trait was not being able to express my emotions, not being able to be vulnerable or transparent with how I was feeling, right? Especially when it was a negative emotion, right? A bad one where it was like, I'm sad or I'm, or I'm pissed or frustrated or annoyed. I felt like I always needed to be happy. That's the face I needed to show people, right? Mm-hmm. Like how we kind of talked about last week. Do you feel, though, that the, the way that we kind of have lived or the, through the relationships we've been through, it's affected maybe our friendships for the good or for the bad? Yes. In what way? Well, it's like anything. I think it's, we talk about even relationships. I think if we don't heal from our past relationships, like you said to yourself, we tend to carry on that same stigma mentality. We need to learn how to grow, you know, take the good and leave the bad. Um, But yeah, I think it plays a big role. Uh, I think... We, we tend to think that friendships and love friendship, I mean, love relationships and regular friendships are different, but they're exactly the same. Obviously, one is more just intimate, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the structure of it is the same. It's two people getting together and, you know, creating something beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, that's with anybody. And so I think even love relationships, in a way, subconsciously play a factor in that, too. You know, because it's you you love the way you love your partner, the emotion itself, it's almost the same. You know, when it comes to a friend and a partner, obviously again, a partner's a little more intimate. There's deeper levels to that, right? Mm-hmm. But the, I guess the the way you love is still the same. So if you still kind of love um guarded in your relationship, in your love relationship, what makes you think you're not gonna love guarded in your friendships? Mm. They tie it. They tie it together. Uh-huh. You know, I think not one is this is the same. So I don't know. I I think all relationships play a role. You know, I, I know think I'm going. I want to say something about 
for me what I think what love looks like for me. I think even weak love is still love. So it's kind of like saying even if we fail at times in expressing love to our partner, right, in your case, or your, our partner in your case, um, for some friendships, relationships, even in the moment where we feel, okay, I failed this person, it doesn't mean that you don't love the person. Mm-hmm. I think even, like, and going back to the statement, even weak love is still love because love is just being intentional every single day. So if your partner tells you one day, hey, I need you to communicate more, tell me that I love you, and then you work on that, that's love. Yeah. It's not that you don't love them because you failed. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's where we we kind of like struggle with love so much, right? Trying to find love and trying to make things work, especially in relationships, which is the hardest work to do, right? Yeah. Of life, yeah. right? Two different human beings trying to come together and make something, like he said, beautiful is not easy. Mm-hmm. And we need to stop being hard on ourselves on what that is supposed to look like and what it's not supposed to look like. I think. We got to come with healthy expectations that, hey, that person, the person that is in my life is going to fail me. Mm-hmm. We can't say, oh, because of a past relationship, this person failed. Now I'm going to put my guards up and do all these things to protect myself. Yeah. Because there is no fear in love. Yeah. You know, there's love is saying, okay, I got hurt. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to move on to, the, let's say, obviously a relationship, mm-hmm. what, whatever relationship it is. And I'm going to build and I'm going to forget the past and build with what I have now. Obviously, you want to have healthy expectations and healthy boundaries and all the things that involve love. It's it's complex, right? No pun intended. But Ooh. Yes, it was beautiful. But, um, <laughs> but it really does take a, a, a moment for us to come back and say, okay, I failed. The person mm-hmm. failed. But there's still love there. Yeah. You know, there is something we can build upon. You can't just throw it away, you know. Now, if there's mm-hmm. constant hurt and pain and all these things, then maybe we do need to back up and kind of like reset, you know, uh, that relationship. But if there is something to work with where you can communicate and talk and have relationship, then there's love there. And you just got to build it like a muscle. You know, yeah. it's kind of like you got to go and put in the work. Yeah. You got to talk things through. You can't be afraid to talk things through with someone that you love. Yeah, and I think I think that's like the whole key point of a relationship is just not going to fall in your lap, exactly. right? Exactly. It's it's something you work at it every day. And like I remember you know, I've been with with my partner for maybe what like almost 11 years. You say her name for Julie. <laughs> <laughs> she appears. Well, uh so I've 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 almost been with her for 11 years. And it it's for the first part of our relationship as like boyfriend and girlfriend. I was scared to get in a fight because I always thought conflict and a fight would lead to the end. Mm-hmm. And I it had I had to, I had to put in a lot of work and like realize that that's only what strengthens your your relationship. Exactly. Right? However, it we have to go back to what I've, I feel like I've been just like saying over and over again. We have to be transparent and vulnerable of how we're feeling at the time. Because if you hold back, obviously by holding back, I mean like not expressing what you're truly yeah. feeling. Passive aggressiveness. You're not, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere because yeah. that person is not going to learn. Because you're not expressing maybe what they did wrong or maybe how you're feeling and how maybe they could probably support you or try to do better at just in case you were the one that was upset at them, right? Because if you're over here, no, everything's fine, everything's fine, then okay, everything's fine, right? And I feel like that as guys, we tend to do that. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be the first one in line to say I tend to do that. I'm like, oh, it's cool, dude, don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. And... I mean, there's moments that we don't know, right? We can't read someone's mind. Like, we, I mean, we could probably maybe feel the energy or something or feel something and be like, okay, there's something wrong, you know, but we can't read people's minds. We can't read, you can't read your girl's mind. No, 
Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I know. No, 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 I'm saying for myself. Oh, okay. To say that I'm fine when there's clearly oh, something okay, not okay. fine. Oh, okay, okay, so when you're upset. Yeah, so like, I'll, like I said, like, I'll tend to kind of backtrack and just kind of like, like, shut or put, it put a wall. Yeah. yeah, or put it under the rug yeah. and be like, no, everything's cool. I think it's easier. Yeah. It's easier to do that why. Yeah. You know, I think when someone gives me the cold shoulder or just kind of acting different, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I feel like if we, if especially if we have a relationship, if we already cultivated enough foundation, but yet you can't tell me if something's wrong, but you just want to give me the cold shoulder, then at that point, I'm just going to give you your space. Yeah. You know? And obviously, if it keeps going on, it's like, okay, dude, like, what's going on? You know? That's yeah. That's a different story. Yeah. I, you know how, like, last week we kind of talked about not being that guy that makes a joke when there's, like, some serious conversation going on? I'll, mm-hmm. I will probably do a joke in the middle of like a fight yeah like i'll make a joke yeah god (laughs) you're that guy i'm that guy you're not that guy pal (laughs) (laughs) but it's true and like you know again like that's that's my defense mechanism i i I go back to humor and whenever i feel uncomfortable i'll go back to that without a doubt i will and And i feel humor never makes it better for you Sometimes maybe it does. For, like, maybe for yeah, you, for personally. the moment. Yeah, for the mo- at the in the moment, right? But not your wife. But no, no, no. <laughs> she, she she doesn't appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but you know, as a guy, like that that's how I kind of try to protect myself or just kind of like, you know, I've recognized, right? Subconsciously that that's how I build my wall. Where I'll just kind of like try to do a joke out of it or uh whatever. And it's like that I I'm not I'm not doing the correct thing because then my partner isn't understanding what's actually going on and why I'm, I'm upset. And, you know, it, 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 it's hurtful, yeah. right? It's definitely hurtful. But I think as guys, we, we always, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't really go into it. And I don't want to generalize, but I'll speak for myself. That's how we tend to kind of like just try to get over things really quickly. Like we don't re- we we don't really try to process any sort of emotion at all, so it's like say a heartbreak, right? Cool, we'll we'll hang out with the boys more, or we'll um for you know go drink or hit the gym hit more. the gym more, or you know just try to keep busy because we don't want to feel those emotions of that it. loss, right? Again, like I said, I can't really talk about it just because, you know, I've been with the same girl for almost 11 years. Right. But, I mean, what about you guys? Like, have you guys, how, do, how, how have you guys dealt with, like, heartbreak? Heartbreak. Heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> uh, you just want to get in the wrestling ring and just start wrestling people. <laughs> nah, dude, it's... Heartbreak, I think, is um, a difficult thing to go through. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is no... And I, we were talking about this earlier, and I was telling you guys that I don't know what you're supposed to feel when you go through these things, right? Uh, when are you really over a heartbreak? When are you, do you feel that, oh, okay, this moment I feel good, right? And then let's say the person that broke your heart, you you see them and it makes you feel a whole different type of way, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know that you're over it? I think if you're able to talk about it, I think that's key, right? If you're able to talk about it and then you kind of um, examine yourself and say, okay, how is my heart dealing with this moment? How are my emotions doing in this moment while I'm talking about it? Mm. And I feel like people don't realize this, but you go into a cycle of grief. Yeah. Because people people tend to connect grief with uh, death. Yes. Right. But grief is whenever you lose something yeah. that's never Loss. gonna never gonna come back into yeah. your life again. Right. So you know the five stages of grief is denial, anger. Uh, beginning depression and then acceptance right and we tend to you know sometimes where we 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 tend to lie in that denial stage for a very long time where it's like no and then that's that's where those text messages come and ate you up because both parties don't like they 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 were comfortable with the relationship 
but they know it's better to be away than to be together. Yeah. And then that's they're they're in denial that they're not gonna see that person that they're so used to anymore. Yeah. Right? But that's where again we stay in that cycle and we stay you know, I again yeah. I don't wanna say I think like, it's it's so you say you lose something. I think obviously you lose something in your life and then you have this empty spot. Yeah. How I could say that you could go through the process of heartbreak and how you really know, right, or feel that that you really know, it's when you're able to feel what you're filling that space with, that empty space. It's like, what are you doing to, in a sense, uh, I don't know, like, I guess for some would be drinking, right? Yeah. Yeah. For some will be okay. I'm because I have this empty space. I'm gonna go drink it. I'm gonna drink the pain, the hurt, the loss, all these things. I'm gonna drink it away, and then obviously you make that mistake, mm-hmm. and then you regret it the next day, right? Mm-hmm. You're just why did I do that? Yeah. It's like what we fill that space, that empty space that let's say a person had in our lives, and now it's no longer there. That's key to a heartbreak. So if you're mm-hmm. filling it with things that you, the next day you start regretting, maybe you start getting other people involved. You know, you get yeah. another partner. You you fill that space with that person. It's kind of like you. It's so, it's only a temporary thing that you're putting in that place where you start to regret it. Maybe you won't regret it now, but you'll regret it maybe in the future. Yeah, and that's that bargaining stage. Okay. So that's the that's the that's the middle part of the of the cycle of grief, yeah. right? Where you try to reach out to people, you know, you're trying to like just again fill that void, right? Yeah. It's the what we call the rebound, right? Because sometimes we'll be like, "Damn, man, like already," yeah. and I've seen it. It's like, "Oh my god, already!" Yeah, I've seen it in high school. I've seen it in college. You know, I've seen it all stages of life. Yeah, and it's crazy because sometimes those people get married. And sometimes it just ends up in disaster, yeah. right? Because maybe one party just wasn't ready for for a relationship. Yeah. But it's kind of, again, it. I I can't really talk a lot about you know the whole, um, loss of like a relationship because you know I like like I said I've I've been with the same girl for for so many years, but it's it, it's difficult. I see how difficult yeah. it is for people. I mean, the hurt is there, yeah. right? The pain, you experience it, you live it. And I think it's about just processing it with people, with yourself. For me, I find it uh, key to how you're dealing it when you're alone. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you are by yourself, how are you processing it by yourself? Yeah, and then that's where, what, what Kevin was saying, right? Yeah. The whole like hiding your feelings behind community and like with the hangout. Yeah, it's cool to surround yourself and not isolate, but to a certain extent, you need to start realizing what you're feeling. Yeah. And if you don't ever tap into those feelings, you're going to be, I'm sorry, but you're going to be a burden to other people. Because yeah. then that energy, you feel that energy. People yeah. will try to hide it. People will try to like do whatever they want. <laughs> but they, if, if they're not dealing and not processing with that emotion, they're going to be a burden. Exactly. It's going to be like, oh, man, like, I love hanging out with you. But you're but too much. Fuck, <laughs> dude, like, and it, it's like, again, it's like with those people that tend to say they, they had a bad experience in a relationship. And then all they want to fucking talk about is that relationship. Yeah. Cool. I'll talk, it, I'll talk about it with you. Let's, let's process it. Let's, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm there for you. But if it's, that's every conversation we're having, you're probably not processing those exactly. emotions I think on your own I think it's the point where you're able to forgive forgive that person you uh-huh. know when you're able to say okay I forgive you like genuinely forgive somebody and, mm-hmm. and maybe you say how is that supposed to feel what emotion am I supposed to feel I think it's not an emotion mm-hmm. I think it's a decision Ooh, okay. you know you make a decision to say I'm going to forgive this person and you know oh are you going to move on you moved on like it's just saying, you know what, I forgive. And every mm-hmm. single day, you make that decision. And every day, it becomes easier. Every time you see the person, it becomes easier. Every time you feel, right? Because emotions, like you said, are temporary. Yep. You know, they're not something that lasts forever. Mm-hmm. So we can't base our lives on an emotion. 
Mm-hmm. So if, so let's say forgiveness in the moment, you say you make that decision, you say, okay, I'm going to forgive this person, right? Mm-hmm. Next time, let's say that person that hurts you comes around, whether it be in a relationship or whether it be anybody, right? Whether it be your parents, whether it be whoever in your life. Mm-hmm. You may see that person and you're like, gosh, you remember what they did, you remember the pain, the hurt, all these things. But that's when you make a decision again, mm-hmm. say, I forgive this person. And every single time, you make that decision, it's getting stronger and stronger. You're building something inside of yourself. You're building resistance. Yeah. You know, and then it becomes way easier over time. And then eventually, let's say we get to that place where we all want to be, right? You get over it, right? Mm. You, you, or more, you get through it. Mm. You know? So I have two questions. And okay. Again, this is for both of you. Do you feel like forgiveness is an everyday thing? Like, you have to forgive this person every day. Cause, yeah. Or is it more of like, okay, cool, I forgave them, that's it? I think I think it's every time maybe you feel that emotion, right? Mm-hmm. When you when that thing sprouts out mm-hmm. and, you know, sprouts its head and says, hey, this is, look what this person did to you. You know, mm-hmm. you remember the hurt and the pain. I think you never forget, like, the wound, right? Mm-hmm. It's impossible. You can't. Sometimes it's you see a person you're like oh they did this to me mm. right but i think it's it is a decision whenever the emotion pops up whenever you feel that emotion and you got to say okay i'm not going to base my life on this emotion because mm. if not you're going to be sad your whole entire life that's true you're literally going to be that way your entire life mm. if you base your life on emotions mm. that you see that face and you're like oh you know that person did this to me person broke my heart they hurt me they did this and you know for some of you and obviously we want to be sensitive dude it's it's bad hurt it's Mm -hmm. it's betrayal it's it's let's say you know that person cheated on you um that person really did stole money from you Dude, <laughs> shoot, bro. I just think about the <laughs> dude. That's uh, not fair, dude. I I remember like you said that, and like I think of the the episode. The have you guys watched um, Friday? Friday the movie. Yeah, where like they're trying to steal like Debo's money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude. But, so last question, right? Okay. And this is like to, just to end end the day okay. I, I, I feel like we could talk about this for like five hours seven, seven days seven days 24 <laughs> hours you know God. do you feel like the forgiveness it has to go inward as well just because you know do you ever feel like oh like i had a part of messing this relationship up so you Oof. don't you don't forgive yourself exactly that's what it is it's a uh, it's it goes hand in hand you forgive mm-hmm. yourself and i think that's where it starts Mm-hmm. Say, okay, you know what? I I made this decision. I decided to, I don't know, pursue a relationship. I decided to do this part of the relationship, and, and I messed up in these areas. So you forgive yourself. Of course, I would say that's that's super key. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes hand in hand. It, it's not, I think it's about first taking responsibility for you, right? Mm-hmm. In, the, in the area of heartbreak, you just take responsibility for you, for your actions, for... Everything that involves who you, you, and mm-hmm. your your life, right? And then from there, it goes to the outside where you say, okay, I'm going to forgive the person. And I'm going to forgive that person. No longer has that place in your life. Mm. Yeah, because I, I feel like there there needs to be like a sense of accountability. Because, yes, the other person broke your heart, stole your money, probably yeah. crashed your car. <laughs> but oh. I can imagine. Broke your windows. Broke your windows. Slash your tires. Oh, my God. God. But we, you know, we're not saints. None of us are saints. We definitely probably had something to do. And maybe for that 2 3%, you know, that didn't, I, I'm sorry that you went through that. But for, yeah. for a lot of us, we probably had a lot to do to in that breakup or in that loss. But dang, was this an episode or what? Dude, I feel overwhelmed. You feel overwhelmed? I feel excited, though, because maybe we could do a, a trilogy. Like a trilogy? What, are, what do you think, Kevin? Does it deserve a trilogy? Trilogy of emotions. I mean, there is a lot to talk about, but we'll just ask the people. Yeah, we'll just ask y'all if y'all are down for Give the people what they want. <laughs> All right, y'all. So before we end today, I really want to give a special shout-out. And, I, you know, shout-outs are... are 
Heavenly Boutique. So Ooh. they're dropping they're dropping a new Shout no way. Yep, they're dropping a new line of t-shirts and clothing, I think. So go check them out on Instagram. It they're um, Dude, I saw their promo. I think yeah. So, you know, it's a small Shout business. Roberto. Yeah. Roberto and Cassie. Roberto, dude, he's a beast. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> the mind behind. Yeah. So you know, you guys should go definitely go support that because you know I feel like I I tend to try to support as like many small businesses as I can, and I feel like they're doing something really amazing over there. I, I truly believe that you know some, God has something really huge for them. Uh, so yeah, I think their clothing is dropping tomorrow, which will be. A week, <laughs> July. Dude. Yeah, we're, we're yeah we're, we're we're ahead. Shout so, out to Reform Coffee. Shout out to Prosper Coffee. Shout out to let's go every business. That hey we man, know. relax, dude. <laughs> Sponsor us. Yeah, but definitely, you know, uh, hit us up on on Instagram. Uh, we're always looking for feedback. We're always looking uh, for you know things that you guys want to listen to because obviously we want to cater and like listen to what you guys want to talk about you know i feel like the last segment of this episode it was because someone really wanted to hear the perspective of men and heartbreaks and understand our our side of the story so if you feel like we didn't go too in depth this in this conversation definitely let us know and hit us up and let it and we'll see we'll see oscar and kevin you think a trilogy is in for the making or what trilogy time trilogy time i mean that look Emotions are so freaking like so much to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. I feel we can go one more episode about it, but then again, we give the people what they want. I, dude, honestly, I I I have a bunch of. But you know what? We just make a voting system, and if they vote for yes or no, whatever, we do the opposite. That's the kind of <laughs> podcast we are. <laughs> we don't listen to the people. <laughs> All right, y'all. So thank We're you guys so rubbing. much. We really appreciate you guys listening and supporting us. Uh, deuces. Dude.